Welcome to the Plant Rich Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? weekend I had the opportunity to travel to my first herbal conference. Since most of my herbalism career has been spent in the throes of motherhood, I have not had the opportunity to be in attendance at an herbal conference until now. My first herbal conference was the Hawthorne Botanical Gathering at the beautiful Roney Mead in central Pennsylvania in Center Hall. It's a really fantastic place. Uh, They have another event coming up in September or maybe late August of this year uh, called MycoFest, which is a gathering of mushroom enthusiasts. So if you're in the area of central Pennsylvania or the Northeast region, and you're looking for a beautiful place to travel and learn, check out MycoFest at Roni Mead this fall. While I was at the Hawthorne Botanical Gathering, I had the opportunity to catch up with an old friend who I haven't seen in a long time. And that old friend is the Norway spruce, or Picea abies. Norway spruce is not native to North America, but has been naturalized here over hundreds of years and is one of the most common conifers we have in the Northeast Corridor. It is native to Northern Europe and east of the Ural Mountains. So an ancestral tree for my people, but not a native tree to this land that has become home to my people in the past 300 years. When I was a kid and in any kind of emotional distress, I found myself in the arms of spruce who grew tall behind our dog kennel. I would climb up into spruce and wrap my arms around her trunk and just sway in the breeze, feeling held and rocked and loved. And so spruce and I have developed this really deep maternal bond from those years as a kid where she comforted me and taught me so much. This weekend when I saw this spruce towering over the arboretum, I discovered she was more than a hundred years old and had actually been struck by lightning and continued to grow. She had overcome a really incredible adversity and through her vitality, the flowing nuivra within her, that's the Druid term for life force that comes from the Welsh language, she was able to reorganize herself and survive this near miss with a lightning bolt. And boy, can I relate to that. Having to reorganize my life after a near miss, a close encounter with death. So I sat across from Spruce and used a breathing technique that we learn in Druidry to sync up my Nuivra, my life force, with the life force flowing through Spruce. Imagining the spiraling of the in-breath then becoming the spiral of the out-breath, which spirals into her in-breath, 
and this sort of um, dance between us as we breathe into each other until you can really feel the synchronization of the life force. We imagine that once that synchronization has happened, that energy coil becomes white. So we know that we are together, we are synchronized. As I sat in this um, harmonized relationship with Spruce and just allowed her to speak to me, I became filled with the overwhelming smell of death. I hadn't smelled it at all throughout the day, nor would I smell it after this. But together, she brought the smell of death into my awareness. And I think she was asking me to open myself to the reality that I've been really immersed in death and I really need to open myself to that reality. And so I invited her to help me. I hear your message. I understand that I'm in a time of a lot of death, both personal deaths and the death of loved ones, animal and human, and the death of life ways. What do you want me to see here? What do you want me to know here as a mentor and a guide and a maternal figure? And in that moment, she showed me the toroidal nature of her being. Toroidal meaning Taurus, T-O-R-U-S, this sort of um, donut shape that is the holon of a living being. So the the field of consciousness, the field of sentience, the field of organized life is a Taurus. You can uh, just Google the term Taurus and see a representation of that. But she showed this to me, how her boughs were weeping down to touch the earth. Her roots were reaching out and towards the surface and also deep. And in the center is her trunk connecting the two worlds, reaching toward one another, very much like the symbolism we see for the Celtic tree of life. And in that wholeness, the canopy reaching for the earth, the roots reaching for the soil surface, I then became aware of the many different experiences that Norway was holding, Norway Spruce was holding at once. She was experiencing the hot sun beating on her canopy and the cold earth holding her roots. She was experiencing the swaying movement of the breeze through her boughs and she was experiencing the deep stillness in her roots and the hum and vibration of all the land around her and the singing symphony of all the creatures that she shares that land with and how her trunk acted as a bridge and a synthesizer of all of these multiple experiences into sort of like a central alchemical process where the stillness of the roots are fed by the movement of the branches and how the moisture in the soil feeds the leaflets in the hot sun, the needles. And it was just this incredible transmission of knowledge where I, I really understood in that moment 
how we can have multiple experiences at once, how they can be vastly different, and how they all work together to feed our wholeness. And so just like I can be having an experience of grief and bereavement, and on the same day, I can have an experience of jubilation and laughter and play, that they are feeding each other and that I don't have to hold one experience in place at the expense of my wholeness. For the past several weeks, I've been dreaming of elephants. And I think I talked here on the podcast about the experience with Cola and the connection to elephant. And while I was researching Norway spruce to more deeply understand this particular species of tree, I discovered that it was a favorite of the mastodon. And that, you know, currently none of the uh, sort of grazers of the Northeast really eat the spruce. It's not a favorite of the deer or the rabbits or um, any of the herbivores who graze these woodlands but it, it was a favorite of the mastodon. And so I'm feeling this even deeper connection to the primal elephant energy. Um, the elephant that our people, um, the European folks, would have had a contact with, the mastodon and the mammoth. And what that wisdom holds the medicine of spruce is full of vitamin C. It is fortifying of the life force. It mobilizes the immune system and enhances our inner vitality, our inner life force to combat any challenge, overcome any obstacle, um, respond in an organized way to any pathogen. There's this edification and fortification of inner strength and inner knowing. Other plants medicine have specific affinities for specific parts of the body. Hawthorne has affinity to the heart and literally feeds the heart and nervous system to strengthen that system. Um, Skullcap has an affinity for the nervous system and feeds the nervous system. Many, maybe even most of our plant medicines have a particular signature they carry into the ecosystem of the body where they help to tonify, strengthen, regulate a particular system. But spruce is interested in the whole and the entire organized response of the life force within the whole system. And to me, this is such a powerful echo of the mastodon and of the elephant whose mind is geared toward the whole, whose leadership capacity is so incredible that they understand the whole of the landscape and how to respond to any threat with that wholeness in mind and the wholeness of their ancestral ways and these ancient paths to ancient secret watering holes and 
the way they work together collectively to protect and raise their young. And there's just such a, a sense of wholeness. And so I'm seeing this pattern moving through my life, this pattern of deep inner knowing, leaning towards wholeness. Where the harmonization of the central core alchemizing field of consciousness creates a sense of vitality and fortitude and capacity to respond. And it's not that, you know, working in specific systems, like working on just the nervous system. In fact, I'm teaching a class on the nervous system tomorrow night. So I, I see value in that too. Um, but there's something particular in the message coming through right now about getting close to the core getting close to the, the long arc of time and history and unfolding and tending that, tending that long arc. There's a spruce tree in Sweden that is 9,500 years old, more than that now probably, and is one of the oldest trees in the world. The capacity for longevity in the spruce is also an echo of the mastodon, an echo of the pattern of the elephant. This long memory, this vast perception, and how tending that, tending our long memory and our vast perception harmonizes the whole system. And so how that translates into everyday life and our everyday health, I think has a lot to do with the wisdom behind Zen and other mindfulness techniques, where we become aware that states are transient and always changing, that the overwhelming despair we're feeling today will not last that the um, the swallowing, encompassing grief we're feeling in this moment will not last. And so coming close to the core, which is the field of organizing consciousness that allows all of these states to move through us, is a real perennial wisdom teaching that is found in many cultures and systems and schools of thought across the world and across time where we shift our identification from the surface layers of experience to the deeper awareness of the movement of the arc of time and where we belong in that larger arc of time so shifting our identification that was a sweet little wren came to add her story to our story unfolding. But how can I not identify myself with my despair, my grief, but still honor it in the moment that it's, it, that it's arising 
And I think that that kind of wisdom, that kind of shift in our perception gives us the capacity to respond to our lives mindfully rather than reacting to passing states which is so dangerous and can be so destructive. And so the technologies of the sacred and spiritual technologies across time have been trying to do this beside, partially through this altered state of consciousness where we expand our consciousness, which I've been talking about for the past few weeks here, so that we can be big enough, expansive enough to hold these transient states as they move through us and also identifying as part of the group, uh, part of our people, part of the land we live on, part of the world we live in, so that the container of our experience is larger than our personal experience. This has also been part of the technology of the sacred and the technology of community. One of our teachers at the Herbalism Conference on Saturday, his name is Bill Russell, and he's a mushroom enthusiast. And he was talking about how when we meditate and we do these spiritual practices, we learn to see the web of interconnectedness and we learn to expand ourselves to be part of this interconnected web of being. And when we partake of psychoactive mushrooms, we are plunked down in the midst of the web of being and and we wake up there it has always been so but suddenly we're living in an experience of this and this has been such a gift to our ancestors throughout time these psychoactive plants and mushrooms that that pull away the veil of separation and allow us to come to that that central place of identity that exists beyond our superficial wants and desires beyond our superficial points of othering and segregation and really reminds us of our uh, expansive identity as part of this larger web of being. And so that is the comfort and the medicine I receive from Spruce. This transmission of awareness of how it's all always moving, it's all always changing. We are having multiple experiences at once. And when we can feel ourselves held by and guided by this wise field of consciousness that's orchestrating the whole show, then we're able to move in a way that is life-giving, no matter what is happening around us. And this is nothing new. People throughout time in all places have understood this. And the wisdom teachings of all cultures point us to this. And yet the architects of power are doing everything they can to distract us from this truth. Why? Why is that? Why is our attention being pulled into places where we're made to feel reactive, divided, other, where our despair is stoked, our fear is stoked, our dread is stoked. How does that serve the architects of power? 
And how can we divest ourselves from that system of control? I think spruce will show us the way. And elephant, the old roads are still there. We may have built communities over them or skyscrapers or roads, but the old ways are still there right under our feet. Just waiting for us to see with new eyes and walk in a new way. May you find yourself on an old road that leads to a bigger version of you that is not susceptible to control, fear-mongering, reactive states that isn't available to be used for agendas of destruction. May you find yourself solidly on a road that is life-giving. If you would like to support the podcast, you can find a link at plantwitchpodcast.com or you can go directly to Patreon at patreon.com slash the rebel herbalist. We welcome your financial support and we also welcome your participation in this vibrant community of humans who are working together to rejoin the web of life. The audio that you hear for the intro and outro of this podcast is the song Vikings by Alan Gray. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to come back to life.